Hello, people. Can y'all hear me out there? How am I sounding? Check one, two, one, two, check. Hello, hello, check. Can y'all hear me? All right. Welcome back to another Sunday. This is Old Soul Radio here at uh, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, California. Learn something. Um, we got uh, Professor Gable in the building as always. I'm uh, I'm Jima, um, and we got special guest with us. Uh, part of the Old Soul Collective group you know uh the also collective big bro you can't say collective and group at the same time it's redundant it's the it's the he's in a group from the collective he's in the he's in the group all right just in case my collective and group didn't make you realize that he's a part of the group uh we got the the wonderful Scythe Four with us. Hey, I'm uh, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming here. You know, uh, you know, we got we got <laughs> Mr. Nice on the mic. You know, clean 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 the dance floor, dude. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good as fuck. I slept all day. I feel great. Why did you sleep all day? You had a long night last night. I was out all night. <laughs> yeah. What were you, you doing? doing last night? We had a show at Old Princeton Landing in Half Moon Bay. This shit was super dope and live. Yes, we did. <clears throat> Tell me about it. Uh man, I don't know. I think uh, I think last night me and Jima may have, um, you know, may have woke up some skeptics. What does that mean? Explain. It means that if you didn't know before last night, now you know. Know what? That I'm dope as fuck. Okay, there we go. So, what is it exactly? Who are the skeptics? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I just imagine that there's people out there that doubt me. Well, um, for those that don't see what's going on in the studio right now, it's a bit of a musical chairs. No, it's great, man. But, um, Saif, I want to know. I mean, I already know, but I want to ask. Um, That's gonna be a lot of this, dude. <laughs> I already know, but we gotta ask anyways because right. we need to let we need to make sure people know. What? Where did you grow up? I grew up. I grew up, I grew up in San Francisco, uh, around like Ingleside, Excelsior area. So, at what point in Ingleside and where exactly were you when you like first like rapped? When I first rapped. Uh, uh, shit, man! I don't. Were you even know. in Ingleside? No. Yeah. When I think the first time I ever spit a rap was probably at my cousin's house. Really? <clears throat> yeah, just like fucking around, you know. Like uh, he'd have like a. I remember one time. Oh shit! You know what? He had the, uh, he had this um, Jodeci record, <laughs> and they had an instrumental for it. Oh yeah. I remember this. Yeah, and he sped it up on my on his on my his older brother's um, turntable, mm. and it sounded more like like a super hip hop beat. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time that I ever actually like wrote down a rhyme or even freestyled. We were chilling at his house, hella late night. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how old were you? Shit, man! I think I was probably like. 11 or 12 maybe yeah hella young yeah did your cousin show you like introduce you to rap too uh yes yeah. all of my cousins pretty much yeah they uh were big because they're a lot older than me so they were kind of you know they were into like big daddy kane and krs one and shit like that and i would hear i would just hear him listening to it and then uh 
eventually me and my other cousin Rick we uh we started Ricky. asking yeah we started asking about it you know what I'm saying but then I mean they also my cousins they were like into graffiti for a little bit and then they kind of passed that on to us and then they stopped and we took that shit hella serious you know what I mean so that's kind of my that's how like that whole transition went mm. you know who, who are you bumping back then that was like your own you know like after the whole like hey check this dude out you're like yo I check this dude out and this dude dude like, real talk souls of mischief was my shit mm. when I was in third grade in 1993 I remember fucking hearing it on the radio and being like that 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 song 93 to infinity was a big thing for me because that made me kind of feel like i didn't i didn't really want to just sit back and listen to this shit like i wanted to contribute to hip-hop you know mm. what i'm saying <clears throat> so 93 till infinity was something that did that for you yeah that and also like you know um there's some lords of the underground songs and things like that but like that song in particular kind of just it got me bro you yeah know what I mean? the, like, you think it was like straight the beat? local shit I, I think it was the yeah i think it was the beat for sure and then like when i hear how hard how they were like flipping you know rapping on it and shit flipping shit like you know passing off yeah you know and, and like or just because it was kind of fun too you know what i mean yeah and like also at the same time like i was a young ass kid going out doing graffiti or like you know not not going out doing graffiti at th in third grade but like seeing people that did that shit and understanding that art and that shit kind of provided like the soundtrack for that right you know what i mean mm -hmm. so and i was i was in love with that shit mm -hmm. you know and it, in, in the excelsior there was a lot of like you know a big time like graffiti dudes like igni and all these other cats that um you know they i was watching them or seeing them like every day going to school and seeing their pieces and their tags and shit like that and like drawing them in my notebook but then like when right. i was drawing them in the notebook i was singing in my head you know this is how we chill from 93 till you know what i'm saying right so that's sick yeah damn you're rapping while you're graffiti that's dope <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, the whole graffiti thing is <clears throat> big because your logo, you know, it's, it's uh, it looks like a, a piece. Well, the dude who did that shit is, is fucking crazy because his name is Reppy. He's from, um, from France, from Paris, and he, he did that shit with, like, dots. Oh, he did your oh, logo. Oh, yeah, logo, he did yeah. it with dots. Right? So, yeah, and if you, if you see my logo, um... Yeah, that shit is made with dots and it's like got my name, but it's got all kinds of like little intricate things in it. Like it's got like weed leaves and Frisco hats and Muni trains and shit like that. So, <clears throat> who who did that originally? Was that Monet? Is that a Monet thing? No, I don't know. I think Monet got it from Frisney. Probably. Oh, what's the guy's name? I'm sorry. Reppy. Reppy. Frisney. <laughs> sorry, Reppy. My bad. Monet saw <laughs> Sife's, Sife's logo and was like, yo, that's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> but this Word. isn't... So, we're here promoting your album, Warning Signs. Right. Like, so this isn't your first album, though. I want to get into the album. Talk so, this is actually my first solo album, though. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So, the other albums... Well, the I've Subject ever, Jazz one, that was a collaboration. That was a collaboration. And also, that fucking album... To me, I, I, you know, the, I didn't really have a lot of control because they were paying me money to do this record label and France is paying me money to do this record, right? right. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of telling me, like, I don't know how this shit works out there, but they were, like, telling me, like, certain things I should write about and not write about and shit. Right. And, you know, to me, it just didn't really that? feel like my project. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, they were kind of telling me, like, oh, you know, we don't want you to talk about, like, you know, um, I don't know, like, violence and shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm just like... I'm not gonna like promote violence, but I'm I could talk about shit that I'm looking at. You Discuss know what I'm violence, like, yeah. Yeah. So they didn't like that, and I didn't like that shit either. But they pay me a lot of money to put that shit out, so you know. That's dope. There it goes. Um, 
I also did the Kids Under a Bridge thing. That was with my, me and my homie uh, Polymer Jones. Also Shines. He made the beat for the song out on my uh, my current album. But, uh, you know, that was collaborative effort with me and him. And those albums were just kind of made like I would go and chill with him and, uh, you know, L.A. And we just sit in his like studio for like four days and knock out like hella songs. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much what that was. Drinking hella, smoking hella weed and shit. For kids under a bridge. Yeah. So, and, you know, obviously <laughs> curbside. Curbside. Just, you know, we were listening to that on the way here, me and Simone. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to it's check that cool shit project. out. Again how do you guys think about it now? Like, how like how do you feel about the project overall? I love that. Now album, that it's bro. been out for a while, you know. Oh, I yeah, love, I love that yeah. shit. Yeah. I love it too. I think it was perfect for that time. You know. Yeah, like, I agree. Uh, we kind of just bad. didn't like. We did it like sort of fast, right? Hella fast. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> a lot of songs, yeah. Hella songs, hella quick. But it, but the thing about it was, it was like it was like this crazy ass like momentum because what it what it started out was like every day Gable would swoop me from work, and mm-hmm. then we would go to my house, mm-hmm. blow trees in the studio, and make like one or two songs. Right. You yeah. know, we would like the write them right there, days. record them right there. You know what I'm saying? And then fuck it, do the same shit the next day. You know, we mm-hmm. did that shit like three times a week. Yeah, and it was done in a couple of weeks. What's that? Mm, oh, yeah. word. right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. See that that's that's so fucking tight because He's, he said they had substance. Yeah. For those that don't hear equipto. Very <laughs> 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 queasy. Um but yeah. But yeah, that no, was those are the album. dungeon days when you had that like little, the, the layer. The layer, layer bro. Your, oh man, that was crazy shit, man. We had some hell of people coming through dungeon. there too, bro. Yeah. Like Shelby started out with us there. Or mm-hmm. saw my bad Omi. Mm-hmm. Um we had uh Morris, first Morris. time I met Morris, Morris there, and then me and Morris gonna end up making hella tracks. Yeah, that was actually He's on a your song. new album too. Yeah, he is. But that song we made is actually on me and uh Well well yeah, is they'll, that they'll figure all that out. Well, okay. I don't know if is it you tell Not me really oh, okay what song the well whatever we'll figure it out later you, you'll you'll right. see right, I guess there's some <laughs> really shit coming through point being that was the curbside album now yeah. we are at the warning signs album so after yeah oh, so yeah. after we dropped the curbside album i wanted to just, i didn't want to like you know uh take any breaks because that's just not what i'm doing right um and so i kind of came up with the concept about around warning signs um <clears throat> because i kind of i kind of figured that you know it's my first actual solo project where i have complete control over everything that happens within it i i make you know like i can choose the beats all that type of shit uh you know and i can choose different different uh you know producers because all the other shit that i've worked with aside from curbside is just with one other producer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so uh i kind of figured like i wanted to put an album out that that uh let people know that i was here Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not playing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that like my album is like you know one of these warning signs that i'm not fucking around right and uh but also kind of i wanted to touch on things that i saw going on around me uh during that time things that i was feeling things that i was experiencing that kind of were uh indicators to me that shit ain't right you know what i'm saying right and so i touch on that a lot in the album too right did uh did it put 
like pressure on it just because you're thinking about it like this and it's like this is my first like solo album nah hell no i was so ready to do this shit yeah (laughs) yeah definitely well i mean you kind of have that attitude for like recording it too like you have that process where you take the day right yeah well this that's the thing is like with this yeah talk about i have uh um i'm the type of dude that like i i'll re-record shit until I feel like it's like you know if it's like my shit like you know and I, I'm really like trying to focus on a certain project like I'm gonna make sure it sounds really really like perfect exactly how I want it to or whatever mm-hmm. um, so that being said with this warning sign shit I, I even though it's like 12 tracks or you know maybe more than that but it's like even though it's like that many songs I like every song to me was like hello like I thought about it and I thought about how I wanted to approach the beat how I wanted to lay it down how I wanted people to hear it how I wanted people to receive the message of whatever the fuck I'm saying Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so like uh this 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 album I mean shit Gable you know bro you see me just in my room for hell along yeah. just like putting down like three two songs you know yeah all day and like you know <laughs> and it's because I really just want to make sure that you know with this one it being my first actual solo album that I feel like is gonna like let people know who the fuck I am I really wanted to make sure that that message got across in the right way. Yeah, know? I feel like this is a special one for you too because like a lot of people already know who you are but in it like in like sort of they like like i feel like when it comes to like the hip-hop scene at least in san francisco like you were very present in your younger years and then you kind of went on tour and became like a teacher and stuff so can you talk about like the not i don't want to say it like this but sort of your break yeah you know i, did, I, I mean? actually like, i did have a break with and the, the reason why is because there's a lot of shit bro um i worked with a lot of people <laughs> I made a lot of decisions when I was younger rapping and shit like that that um kind of in my opinion got put me like a couple steps back to where I really should have been. Right. Um being that like business deals and uh being part of faulty kind of like crews and you know um fucking with people that would like step on my head just to get up, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Shit yeah. like that. And um you know, once I figured all that shit out, I kind of got a little bit jaded. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, I focused a lot on what I was doing with the kids. You know, mentoring and working with the, um, the after-school program and shit like that. Um, but you know, um, there was a point when I was actually gonna give up on rapping, bro. To be real with you, I was gonna stop rapping. Dude. Wow! And then uh, I got a phone call. From, what was the phone call? It was from you. Oh, it was from me. Out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and you were you you were going through some shit, and we were, and then uh, I just moved back to the city from Oakland. <clears throat> Oakland was mainly too, bro. Out there, it was hard for me to create because I wasn't really around a lot of people that were um, very supportive of my art. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I got back here, and you know, on a fluke, you hit me up, bro, and it was just like, "Yo, what's up? What you doing? I'm I'm tripping. I gotta talk." I was like, yeah. "All right, for sure." And then. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> And then, you know, we, we were talking and it was just kind of like, you were like, let's, let's work on some shit or whatever, you know? And I hadn't had that, you know, anybody even say that shit to me for like a couple of years. Because I was like doing music at that point. <laughs> right. I was like, that was like, you you were like starting to be like, all right, yeah, like this is what I'm yeah, doing and right it, now. You know, well, I had already put out drops on <clears throat> at that point, I think. Yeah, and you're doing your thing, bro. Like, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, you know, I, I just, I won't get into hella details about shit, but like, I've never really been surrounded by people who were very, um, 
you know, not, I mean, I, I won't say not competitive, but like that we're not competing with me constantly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all the people that I used to fuck with all the time back in the day, I won't say any names and shit. If you're listening, you know who you are. They always fucking trying to like, like take my shine away, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, for instance, like promoters that hit them up for shows that they want to book me for. Right. And they'll tell them that I'm busy. And then what? they'll fucking do the show and get the money. Right. Damn. You know what I mean? What the hell? And it's like, that's, I don't, you know what I mean? That's the kind of shit I was dealing with. Right. So I never really been around people who are <clears throat> super supportive and also who, who had the same kind of drive as me because I was always trying to be in the fucking studio. Right. I was always trying to do the freestyle competition. still like that. I was, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, <clears throat> All these fools want to do is party, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean that's cool and shit, but like, I wasn't really on that on that tip. So like, I kind of got jaded for a minute. But then, like I said, we connected, and then uh, after that, you know, I was I really realized what also collective was, mm-hmm. you know. Right, because we had already formed that and everything. Right, and I. But the thing is, I had never been part of a group like that. Right, you know? I had never been part of you know a whole group of people that like just want to eat with each other yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah that shit was crazy to me <clears throat> so real talk also collective saved my hip-hop career i guess you could say we can give a round of applause for that i think oh, right there. that's some heavy i would even go as far to say as as you did sam real talk thank you man i appreciate that you know but uh, <clears throat> well you like kind of invented my rap career so i owed you one helping each other <laughs> out man recycling the love <laughs> right well, <clears throat> but yeah, so then, um, you know, we made the curbside shit, and, um, and that shit fucking put a battery in my back, yeah. lit all kinds of fires under my ass, and uh, I kind of realized now, more, you know, because I feel like now I'm in an environment where I can grow, bruh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it's it's more, like, about this, the fact that, like, people have the, you know, a similar work ethic to me when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you guys are very serious about this shit, which, yeah. just like I am, you know, yeah. and like, um, you know, you also, like I said, the biggest thing to me is that you support one another and you don't try to like fuck with each other's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, that shit Most to me. <clears throat> no, I'm just playing. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that shit to me is crazy. Yeah. You know, even like my, some of my best homies that I used to rap with, that I used to do shit with, bro, those, these, these people I know for sure will fucking they bro they'll shoot you if it meant they'll get fucking famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or getting somewhere like they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I mean, you know who you are. Uh, but like no, for real. Like I've had a lot of confrontational things with my friends in the past, especially around music and money and um, the way the direction we they wanted to go mm-hmm. and the way that I wanted to talk about shit. I mean, there's motherfuckers that I would put, I would I would do records with that would tell me like you know all oh, that doesn't really match with like my message on the album, meaning that like I'll spit some shit about like what I see in Frisco or like graffiti or like how you know watching people fight on the bus or whatever and they'll be wanting to talk on some like you know hippie fucking beach shit you know and i'm just like that's fine but they don't hippie ask me to beach get, beach beat? beach like, right. like, like, sand, like guitar sand shit, shit. Yeah. and like you know what i mean like and then they'll they'll like they'll knock my shit but i'm just like then why the yeah. fuck did you ask me to rap with you you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't They're know. They're just like, good vibes, bicycles. <laughs> and then there's the other side of shit where it was like, I had friends that were on that like gangster shit that like didn't really fuck with, with what I was doing because I don't, I'm not a gangster, bro. I don't talk about gangster shit. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and they wanted me to come hard and say some shit. And I'm just like, and I'm on some lyrical, like, you know, Mike Tyson shit. And yeah. They don't like that because I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's cause like I, I rap like more technical or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's it would, I'd have problems there, you know? So I kind of also had a, had a hard time finding like my little 
area you know what i'm saying where i was with the people i was around is what so I'm speaking to that um like your technical style you definitely have like a very <clears throat> individual original style right but like there obviously is probably some influence you know what i mean from the past right like so who would some of these people be that influence you in the sense of like technical and like you know multi-syllable kind of in, I remember you used to teach me about in rhymes. You remember the in rhymes yeah, kind of thing you used to talk about, where like this, it would it wouldn't rhyme with the end of the bar, but it would rhyme within the bar. Yeah. Where do you get that from? Big pun. Yeah. There you go. Okay, Definitely. Talk about big. Pun. All that shit is from Big Pun. Mm-hmm. Big Pun is my favorite rapper of all time, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the reason why is because when I first heard his shit, I didn't even like him because it was that fucking, uh, you know, I ain't a play, I just fuck a lot shit, right? Right. And then song, my yeah. cousin Rick was like, nah, 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 bro. Listen to this motherfucker's album. Yeah. Right? And I heard fucking that song, Beware. I gave you fair warning, Beware. Mm. And I was in love with this motherfucker's style, bro. Right. Constantly just like, because he just like hits you. Like on some fucking Mortal Kombat combo shit. Like, wap, 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 wap. you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> dead in the middle, a little, literally, little, did we know that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of shit. Twins, Nobody was doing that shit, really, bro. Right. Yeah. The way he did it. And it was so smooth. And I liked the way he, like, uh, you know, he constantly would, like, he would take his little, like, breaths and shit and then go right back in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're tripping off that, that, uh, that one part of the song. Sam, remember? Yeah. When we were in the apartment. The, like there's that one time we're trying to figure out what exactly he was saying we're like breaking down that part dead in the middle what, dead in the middle of little Italy. yeah yeah did he know that they were riddled to middle man who did no, little did they know they'd be riddled to middle man who didn't do diddly yeah but see the thing is it's like oh I don't know see it's even hard now you know but yeah it's big pun was there okay so big pun right uh but there's also people like Nas and you know um Right. So you know, I mean even souls. I would even <clears throat> Yeah, I was gonna say even like all the the cats from Hyro, I like them because they were different, you know. Hyro. Yeah. But I mean the technical the technical um like also Percy P. I fuck with Percy P hella tough. But like their um their styles to me, I really admired their style. You know, when the way they did it. I liked I thought it was very like clever. As someone that was there at the time, can you talk about Hyro sort of being like a like how they were sort of an influence lyrically, you know what I mean, to the whole game. I mean, well, the thing is, like, I w- when I was, like, I said, like, I can just speak to like my experience with, like, I said, like, when I would sit there and I would try to do graffiti pieces, like in my head, I was thinking '93 till infinity, you know what right. I mean? Like, they fucking gave us like a soundtrack, like a hip hop soundtrack for people who like we like you know because out here there was a lot of like you know the the bass shit that was like you know the dope ass like you know e40 and all that you know ray love rbl and shit like that but then like you know there was there was like hyro and hobo junction and like all these other crews like that like i could relate to a little bit more right you know what i'm saying because like they weren't always just talking about like pimping bitches and shit they were like all that type of shit they were talking about like you know what's going on around them and doing crazy shit and being at parties and but right. you know what i mean and so i think that they kind of opened up a little bit of a door <clears throat> for rappers like myself and they talked about like you know the m- like mental sort yeah, of yeah 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 that's what i'm saying it was more like kind of like a conscious shit, understanding yeah. of hip-hop yeah you know and um, life too yeah but i mean that that's that's kind of what i saw well, we know with them, and like you know, you had people like Dell would. That Dell was like fucking changing crazy shit up. Like you know, he showed people that you could do weird shit and still sound hella ill. Can you, you know? Can you tell me about? 
San Francisco hip hop in the '90s from like someone from your lens? You know what I mean? Like, cause we 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 talk about San Francisco hip hop in the '90s all the time on this show, but like I feel like it's you have sort of a different perspective on it because you at that time you were you were a rapper, but in terms of the music coming out, you were a fan, right? Well, I wasn't really, really like in the '90s. I wasn't really like a rapper. I okay. didn't consider myself a rapper. But the thing is, like in '99 is when I got my name. Site four, really? From my cousin. Yeah, how did, where did that come from? So uh, back in the days, we used to do this thing um, with my crew where we would have people rapping in the front of the bus oh, yeah. Talk about that. to cover up the mirrors and shit, and then uh, the rest of the crew would bomb the uh, shit out of the back of the bus, right? And so it would be a distraction or whatever. And I always wanted to be in the cipher because I just found it really exciting. You right. know what I'm saying? And I just like doing that shit. That's the flashy part. Um, and then so <laughs> they were like. Uh, they're like, yo, man, like, you know, you should just change your name to Cypher. But there was already hella Cyphers, you know, oh, yeah. that we're trying to write because that's just one of those names, bro. Right, right. Uh, and my cousin was like, and like, there's like one, two, three, probably three of those motherfuckers. My cousin was like, Cypher, man, fuck that. You should just be Cypher. You Cypher. And I thought it was so ill, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, fuck Cypher. yeah. And I started writing it. Looked hella sick when I was writing it, you know what I mean? Cypher. Like, <laughs> yeah. All so. these Cyphers out here, but they know Cypher. <laughs> nah, but there was this one dude named Cypher that had an issue with me. But we squashed it at a house party, so it was awkward. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, like knew each other and stuff. Yeah. But he was just Cypher. Yeah. But, you know, people don't like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm sure. Little graffiti things where it's just like, if you got something close to my name, we could have funk unless you talk to me about it kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there, you know, there's a few of those. Like, you know, we know people who there's like multiple of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, That's know. why you put the one after the name or the yeah. two. It depends yeah. where, you know. Yeah. But. But in the 90s, like, what was oh, the yeah. underground music mm. in San Francisco? I mean, Frisco, I mean, when I was a kid in the 90s, I just fucked with, like, heavy, like, RBL, 11.5, uh, UDI, uh, Cold World Hustlers, shit like that. You know, even, like, the Oakland and all that shit, like, there was, like, totally insane. I love Magma, all that type of shit. That was the stuff that we were really listening to from the Bay. And, Aside from souls, and at that time there was no like internet. No, so it was record stores and <laughs> yeah. shows, yeah. right? Yeah, me and you were talking about what's that one spot E that was in Excelsior? I keep forgetting the name. Creative music, creative music. Bro, that, that was a record fucking store. Place, yeah, that place, bro, was crazy, man. Like mm -hmm. they had uh, everything there. That the dude would like tell us too, like, "Yo, this is coming out soon," mm -hmm. or whatever. When we go in there, you know, and uh, we love that place. <clears throat> Like, but I mean, that that was a spot where, like, you know, like I said, Frisco back then was, to me, was kind of, and, you know, there was, like, San Quinn and, like, you know, GLP. Man, they, when they came out doing shit, it was like a train, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, they, like, you know, for real. Like, JT dropped the fucking, um, game recognized game. In the bay, man. And, like, that yeah. was, that shit was everywhere. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? And then, <clears throat> you know, uh, San Quinn, bro, like, the first time I heard San Quinn, I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, like just his fucking presence and his voice, he just demands that shit. Like it's crazy, bro. But that's the that's like the Frisco hip hop that I grew up on. Did you ever go to a bored stiff show? No, you know what? But though we we uh, <clears throat> we would have loved to do that. Right. Like we had, we were huge fans of Bored Stiff and and Equipto and you know what I'm saying all that shit. I was telling E about this the other day. We used to have this little thing where like the homies would like. Hit me up and be like, yo, I, I, I saw Equipto, bro. Like, he was he was a friend of, like, you know, the store or some shit. You know what I mean? And, like, 
we would have little queasy sightings and like mint rock and shit you know we'd be like yo i just see mint rock in the mo bro like you know what i mean like we would we, we knew we would just talk about that shit like you know like local celebrities but right. yeah we, we would hear their shit my cousins actually had their tapes <clears throat> the board zip tape like yeah. explaining and shit yeah and like you know we would always just listen to him when we were out doing crazy shit on his little he had this little boop boombox that you know was like his signature thing mm-hmm. and he had little tapes you know but uh <clears throat> yeah i would listen to some some of stuff but i mean i think the shit that we were like was what, like when i was growing <clears throat> up in frisco in the 90s was a lot more like gangster shit rbl rbl and shit like that, yeah. yeah hard like yeah. you know like uh mob music shit mm-hmm. yeah okay well that's just that's crazy you have to go across the bay to be like yo let me cop this cd that i like want you know what i mean like yeah it's so on demand like what like like i mean i, I guess this brings it comes to like i want to talk about the physical cd itself and like all album artwork and stuff so like can you talk about your process of doing the album artwork for your album right now do you even say what what's out right now the warning signs we said that right yeah, yeah. we okay, did good. yeah Oh. Like, gotta make sure you know so if you we all know so when when i was younger uh we would throw up the or we you know when we would throw up the um we'd throw up we would throw up the uh the, what's it called the shoes onto the wire yeah it would be if like somebody passed away or just like sometimes to let people like don't come here unless you know people here you know right. what i'm saying and that shit is a warning sign to me mm. and like so that's why i put that shit on the front oh okay yeah i didn't, I didn't know um, that. that's a tweak and that's then um let me see what's the back look like. It's you looking. It's oh you yeah, looking it's the same thing with the with the um, with the shoes and all that, you know. But if you open up, I mean, if you buy the CD, there's a little, there's some little surprises in there, you know. But just the, uh, when you open it up, there's another picture that we took that just has hella like graffiti and shit. It's kind of like, to me, that that symbolizes like you know, it's like a warning sign, like you're you're entering a place. If you see hella graffiti somewhere, it's like. You're entering a place where, you know, people put their signature there. You know what I mean? People are fucking from there. They want you to know that shit. Right. You know, like, they've decorated their neighborhood or space or area or city or whatever, you know, in that that hip-hop artistic way. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a warning sign as well. Mm. So, So, speaking objectively, though, like, why make a CD, you know? Like, right right now, why make a CD? A white print CD? Yeah. Um, To sell it shows? (laughs) But like, is there I mean, something about CDs that you think are more personal than just like listening to it on Spotify or something? I mean, yeah, I kind of, for me, it's personally, I just like the feeling of having it in my hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, ne- not necessarily for the consumer, but more so for me. Right. So I can like something that I could just like hand to somebody and it's like something that I worked on. It's my work. You know what I'm saying? Like that, right. that is, there is a certain satisfaction there for that, for sure. But I mean, as long as you listen to my shit and fuck with it, let's go. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And you can get that on Bandcamp. You can get right it on now. Bandcamp. Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. <laughs> I'm looking at my Bandcamp download right now because I want to ask about some of these producers and features let's go so a lot of the you have like a sort of a specific sound for the whole album would you agree yeah definitely so but it's but it's a but it's 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 definitely more than one producer so how did you go about like choosing beats and uh did you seek the beats out or did you just hear beats and you were like this is the one this is one of them for the uh you know it kind of it was different for a lot of it depends on the producer honestly so you got brycon (laughs) okay you got baghead (laughs) ms beats too late 
Uh, Gabe's. Let's go one by one, and I can tell you the process of all. Name everyone's. Okay, so let's start with Brycon. Okay, so the fucking funny thing about Brycon was um, he, he, I wasn't even gonna put the caution tape song on the album. I was gonna drop it as a single. But the thing is, that shit came out so good. It did. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fucking throw it up on the album, and I was like, it's gonna be the first track on the album because that's where it fit the best to me. Right. Um. You know, right before that song with me and Morris, it kind of hits, you know? So it I was is. like, uh, but then he, we, we were both listening to it, and he was like, yo, man, let me just, like, make you, like, a little intro or something. Right. And I was all like, all right, for sure. And then he, I went back to the studio, and he showed me, like, the beat. And I was like, hell yeah. What yeah. the fuck? And he was like, <clears throat> he was going to make it, like, a, a thing where it's just, like, a bunch of, you know, like, samples. And I was like, nah, let me, like, rap on this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was like. He's like, oh, you want to rap on it for sure? And I was like, yeah, I'll spit 16. He's like, let's do 12. Let's do 12. Mm-hmm. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it. That's like what E does. So we did 12. <clears throat> I mean, shit, if it was up to me, I'll go, I go. would go 32 for an intro, you know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, it, it worked out really well the way he wanted to, to do it. Brycon was taming you. Lightweight, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say all that, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I think that, like, <clears throat> but that that's funny. So those songs weren't even going to be on the album originally, and then those are the two songs that I added at the end of the album when I was done with everything. Mm-hmm. Isn't that some shit? That is crazy. Yeah. It becomes the first song, the first thing you Yeah. Hear. The next one is Baghead. Baghead, uh, you know, I just kind of, like, would, would catch him at certain times and be like, hey, man, what's up? You trying to play me some beats? Mm-hmm. And then he'd play me beats, and then I'd be like, yo, what's up with this one? What's up with this one? That's how I picked the journalist and the uh, extra medium one. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and the and the um, outro. Dope. Okay. Um, you got Shines. That's just my homie from forever. He, me and him used to be in a group called Kids Under a Bridge. The way that we made that song was I just went down to L.A., visited him for like a weekend, mm-hmm. and he, he busted that shit out, and I was like, all right, that's the one. And then I wrote a maniac little story to it. <clears throat> MS Beats. Oh, that's my guy yeah. from Columbia. No, he just sends me beats, and then I just choose which ones I like. That's, <laughs> that's all that goes. Yeah, he's in Columbia. Yeah, so he's in far. Columbia. That's the homie. Shout out Columbia. Shout out to him though. He just yeah, actually, me um, and him might be working on a little thing thing soon too. So too late. Too late. That's the homie from uh, London. Yeah, he just kind of sends me beats too, man. Shout out to Too you know? Late. Shout, Shout out Too out Late. He, he he hooked up a bunch of beats on the fucking uh, Curbside album. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's dope as fuck. Mm. We got to get out to London. So You're on one, the album. I am on the album, but I was going to producers first. Oh, oh yeah, we got talking more. to me? We got more here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, one sec. So... I think next is Gabe, right? Yeah, Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, can't forget and it looks Gabe. like he only did one song on here. He did only do one song with it, and the reason why but he is kind of was a big part. Well, of the he's album. a huge part of the album that yeah. people don't even know. But um, the, that that song in particular, I really wanted a song with uh, Sherelle the Queen and Omi together because um, it's very rare that I have them both in the studio at the same time, mm-hmm. and I just want and I really really wanted both of them to be a feature on my shit. But like I had all the all the other songs pretty much done, but I I had them both at the house at the right. same time. You know what I mean? So I was like, "Yo, let's do this song." You know, I got this beat from Gabe. Gabe had just sent us the beat. That's sick. And so um, we sat there, we wrote it all together. It was great, man. Nice. Yeah, that shit was dope. And then uh, the features. It? Oh, the features. Talk about uh, Morris Dunn. How do you know him? Uh, I just know more. I know Morris through you. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's saying. the homie, man. I love rapping with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's hella fun. No, he's a he's like an incredible. He's a fucking lyricist. amazing MC, man. I really yeah. a lot of respect for fucking Morris man, for sure. That guy's fucking. Shout out Morris. We should play some of these songs in a minute. Definitely. But then you got. 
MC Paws, Professor Gable, Omi, Sherelle. These are all Osk people. Yeah. Uh, I know MC Paws from uh, Happy Donuts. Mm -hmm. Me too, actually. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, do you have it hooked up over there, Jai? Here, just give me the cord. I got it right here. Which yeah. one are you going to play first? Which one do you want me to play? Uh, I, I think I we should play hear. the one with Morris. The one with Morris? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, play Extra Medium. Extra Medium. Uh, shout out to Baghead on the beat. Yeah, shout out to Baghead. This shit slaps. Uh, let's see. Is this going to play? <laughs> it's a rainy night here in Frisco. Yeah, yeah. We're about to go rock a house party after this. We're about to rock a house party. Come through. I can't really give the address on air, but you know, d DM us. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Oh, you gotta. There it is. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, alright, that's a piece of shit. Let's fix that. It's all good. There's better ways to do this, I feel. In the meantime. In the meantime. Um, we should listen to Curbside Effects, too, because we're all over there. We could listen to Curbside Effects. Oh, Curbside Effects is on this album. Yes, Curbside Effects is on this yeah, album. Yeah, we should listen to and that. And Jima, Jima did the cuts. Did the cuts, and Professor Gable rapped with me. I did. The record release party. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't worry. I was we're, definitely going to get to that for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're performing, man. <laughs> Yeah. While I'm fixing this, could you tell me about the record release party and like kind of talk about a little bit how it happened and you know who's involved and and who's gonna like you know what I mean perform and stuff yeah, like that. Uh, well, um, it's my rec my record release party at Elbow Room. It's kind of a special one because it might be it might be just the, like the last one, huh? The last our last, the last motherfucking oh, the show. last show at Elbow Room, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the last record release party, nah. All that uh, last record release party, last hip hop show, last show show. Yeah, so it's kind of we know we're about to fucking burn it down, man. But um, we got some dope people. Uh, we have um, Richie Cunning's gonna headline wow. the Watershed, which is always super dope. Uh, La Niebla, the homegirl, um, myself. Uh, my boy Gabe Zapata, he's gonna be doing a beat set. Sick. That's gonna be dope as fuck. And oh, um, relic, right? Relic, DJ Relic. And it's at the Elbow Room. And it's at the Elbow Room. And it's hosted by Mike Evans. It is on December twenty third, which is next Sunday. Hot shit. Yeah, That's I'm excited. Sick. I'm ready, man. Last night was just a little preview of what we got coming. So yeah, that was dope. We got to do that last night. It's a good yeah. little preparation. Yeah, last night was hella fun, man. That show went off. All right, well, this is Extra Medium featuring Morris Dunn, produced by Baghead. All right. I got to breathe. Yo. I never been too high. I never get too low. I never been too high. I never get too low. I never been too high. I never get too low. Ain't no transmitting live. Damn city sky where my dad 
humanity had to be cause I kept pretty high Got my past, get these lights in the break of the dawn And now I'm battling with shadows throwing shade in the song Asking if I'm making waves when I faded it's on Cause I'm a megalodon in a regular pond No other way to make a statement is strong Then when you hustle then you make it like the bass in the song On the low Off the top, Geronimo Got a chop roll with it, a stock Optimo Pop and lock with the chorus drop Shock the vote like how the fuck stop the boys Then stop the show, rock and roll See these things we needed to fix I'ma see this speak deep until they see with us flip Now we keep it on the real like a thing in a flick And somehow keep them dreaming like they need it And this must have been too high I must have been too low It must have been too high I never get too low I never get too high I never get too low I never get too high I never get too high Recited solely on all the highs and lows But it's more about what's golden now We focus, focus on the chosen route Hope when the scope, the motors for the time is gone I wrestle with pressure but still it never hold me down I gotta fight, my crew ain't loose You know they got me right, a tight squadron Staying around all just to like ganja But if someone likes problems We will try hard to tighten up and see inside of the circle Like a copyright, and that's until we solve it right Cause I done had too many paths who heavy drag me Steady past the goal in the mind It's something about the struggle and come up the soda line It's just lately I have misplaced the temptation to go to But it's all about the process Too many times I took the wrong test And only object left is progress It's gotta be all of me offset If you appreciate the slope and not the growth You probably be always be getting lost I never been too high I never get too low I never been too high I never get too low I never been too high I never get too low I never been too high I never get too low I require a sign of how you learning My shine within this time with inspire fire burning I provide what I deserve in this life A hyperversion is like I'm trying to turn and survive The final curtain, that's right My conversion is determined to fight So I'm trying to find the earth that I can burn and ignite Five mics when I'm earning a swipe Like a life sentence Reckless cause I'm burning it twice huh? yeah, Lately I can say that I'm chasing the final way And haven't fallen too far But still I know the route's long But if it's easy and meaningless, see the route long They say the highs are adjacent with all the pain Look, ain't satisfied a challenge line That's a free throw Beneath the surface we've been searching for what's being low Whatever's needed just to keep on And help me out to be more Or else I'll be erasing it away. This is the replay of a high Just a 
philosophical mag with backpack knowledge Solid when I'm crossing the map and tossing it back Reiterating reverse, but the with assumptions that I hit them with a deep verse These words, printed and quoted up on the front page news, it was true I was hitting in a sub-raise, ayy, fuck pain I'ma earn the respect, and on my journey as the journalist, I'm serving the rest You best my We both in dreams, engulfed in the potion healers Got no way you're getting folks in the coast and leaners So it seems, maybe it's that punch crush No wonder I was loving the rush of feeling something Just when we was kissing and hugging Licking and rubbing, then it turned into a different discussion The interruption was foul, wasn't nothing for smiles When she started asking, what about my husband and child? I'm like, I gotta get up out of here I'm out of here, fuck it, baby, man, fuck this shit. I'm out of here, man, it's just so yeah. I slides inside the lobby yeah. I was trying to find a mommy with the right inside a life that would inspire Clyde and Bonnie So this firefly is stop me and ass Where you from? Frisco, California Where we have a begging love danger What's the way to comes? Order up some rum Shit, I was like, cool I'll roll something in the blood later Just some gunslinging Shooting the breeze It seems the hands on the clock And stop moving to me Oh, they was rearranging numbers Turning two into three And still popping We was talking about pursuing the dreams Grooving the beats she seemed like a student to teach Maneuvering through the confusion We eluded the streets I knew it was deep Say baby, what's on your mind? She said Yo, I was loving what was mine And couldn't thank her enough Cause I finally found a lady That was gangster as fuck Like Gotta get up out of here
Yo, Safe, my jacket. Yo, what should I say for the intro, bro? Don't say <coughs> shit. Alright. <coughs> yeah, we too pissed off people with a pocket of piss who amidst all evil and are not gonna drift. I'm prerogative list, so I'm quick to snap. Calm down from the sound of the kicks and hats. I could bring you back to the present you missing. I'm a man with a wound on a medicine mission. Yeah, the president's tripping. Quit acting amazed. USA's been the battle strategy phase Cause they attacking all the fashion I'm demanding we save See my compassion for the masses Has dramatically changed When all the fashions bully pacifists A salary gains And now it seems strange Normal needs a new meaning To get people that speak the truth A view deep in the roots My street speech to keep teaching the youth No need to seek a deeper meaning Shit, we leading the truth Side effects may include Danger have to listen to the album to hear what we love about san francisco um <laughs> but uh we're back um we we got a we got a um house party to do tonight yeah so uh we're coming towards the end of the road at, on the show tonight but uh yeah i mean but i just want yeah go ahead no good yeah. no i just want to say Sife, thank you for being here you know i yeah. mean you're always here but like i want to give you you know a long a longer uh interview you know what i mean because i know you got a deep story but we got to get this show but is yeah. there anything that you want to say before we get out of here you know what i mean in regards to the album or anything else like that uh 
Check it out. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, fuck with my shit. Let's go. Okay, dope. And come to the release party. Oh, the next okay, video. Okay, so I think the next video is gonna be the journalist. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's but that we're gonna we're gonna start working on that probably next week. Hell yeah. That's dope. So uh, yeah, check out the forewarning video. Um, and get get the album on Bandcamp. Yeah. Warning I'll, signs. Yeah. So wait, hit me at C Y the number four. O-N-E, the number five on IG. Uh, and uh, my band camp is just C-Y-P-H and the number four. Um, and, uh, yeah, Spotify will be up on Spotify soon and shit. Good shit. Thank you, Cy4, man. Thank you guys for having me so much, uh-huh. also, Uri. We out. Till the next time you're back. Until the next time we're back. Have a great Sunday. <laughs> Till the next time you're back. Go, Cy4.
their little arrows, bouncing off the sheet metal, and I stab a couple of, ah, get off me. And uh, somebody invented gunpowder, and uh, but they didn't get it. So then little John, they meet after they get all these guys on the ground, and little John comes over to Robin, and he says, Robin, Robin, Princess Mary Louise Louise is over in the castle. And he's, uh, crazy. So, um, they throw all the beef into the fireplace and, you know, stomp it out because Smokey the Bear doesn't dig fires. And they jump on this horse, and, and it's a borrowed horse. And uh, Robin's on there with about six other guys, so you can imagine how the horse is, you know, kind of bent down, skids in there. So Robin looks up and he sees Princess Mary Louise Louise in this great castle, man. It's too much, great big thing. It's paper mache, but the kids don't know that. You know, they're eating their Clark bars there, you know. Oh, boy, that. <laughs> and I'm way in the back row and I'm waiting for the princess to come out. And uh, she does, she comes out in sort of this dirty gray muslin dress, you know, and sneakers kind of turned inboard. And uh, Robin's been in the forest a little long, though, and he checks her over a big bit. And not too much, you know, long braid, sort of a naughty kid. And not too much upstairs, but from here on down, gangbusters. And uh, he's got a little rope, and he, mm, you know, he's in a rehabilitation back in camp. So uh, scurries up there, and they kiss and hold on real good. <laughs> a lot of it has to be cut for the kids because they get bored, you know, but the adults, they get, mm, and um, she goes in and sits in her little powder room there and makes up and everything and they talk and Robin says uh, that he's been in the forest and everything and she knows that. And uh, <laughs> suddenly through a heavy door, oh it's about that thick, give or take a couple inches, it swings open and in comes the Black Knight who is a bad cat. He's all, you know, iron, bent plumes and everything. He says, you're Robin of Sherwood and everybody. You know, boo. No, they don't dig him. And, uh, oh, I see, I've been waiting for you. He whips out this little sword, which isn't too good. You know, he made it himself. And, but it's got phony little jelly beans in it for jewels, you know. And they go at it and out on the terrace, mm, jumping over things, you know, and statues and everything. He misses him a couple of times. But finally, he gets the Black Knight in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> we don't have to telegraph where it would be, but... Oh yeah, sort of a can opener effect. And, uh, and he falls into this dry moat, which is just full of dead catfish and everything, you know, slimy turtles and everything, you know, frogs and that jazz. And so Robin says, good luck to you, that'll teach you, daddy. <laughs> See, it's sort of a hip version of Robin. And, uh, so by this time, her dad comes in, who is, looks like H.B. Warner after a tornado, you know, a bright wig and a little tiny crown, which is fake, and he's got these flowing robes, the ermine tails, live ermines, too, keeps him moving, you know. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my son, thank you, he mumbles his part, he's only getting 8750 for the whole thing. And uh, Robin kisses his hand, because that's what they did in those days, you know, both hands sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, she says, oh, I'm so thankful, make this again, and uh, it's a bad scene. And um, then Robin steps back, you know, because he recognizes authority when he sees it. Pulls out the sword again. 
your liege, the rightful heir to the throne. Oh, gee. <laughs> Raised a 
fire rose the fullness of the wine the dim last Get 
partout en Amérique Il y aura toujours des amoureux Mais un moulin aussi pratique Il n'y en a sûrement pas deux Il mouille, il mouille les chansonnettes Et tourne de jolis refrains Notre moulin de la galette Chaque matin C'est un vieux moulin Qui tourne à Montmartre C'est un moulin vieux Comme un bricabrac C'est un vieux moulin un vieux diable à quatre Qui berce la ville de son guet Tic-tac Le dieu Cupidon souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne sans fin À Montmartre, on est loin d'être bête, on se méfie de manquer de pain Et le moulin de la galette est tout prêt à moudre son grain Mais c'est l'esprit seul qui pétit et tourne la roue du moulin Qui reçoit les bonnes et les filles chaque matin C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne à Montmartre C'est un moulin vieux comme un bric C'est un vieux moulin, un vieux diable à quatre qui berce la ville de son guet tic-tac Le dieu Cupidon souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne sans fin Though I are expecting someone, 
There's a constant buzzing in my ears so that I often stand for some time with my foot in the air listening at doors. And confidentially, I have a number of suitors. I often sit at the window and watch them. If only you could see some of them. They're so ugly. One is a horrible mongrel with stupidity written all over his face. He swaggers along the street and imagine he's a distinguished person and that everybody is admiring him. Don't you believe it? I take no notice of him and behave as if I didn't see him. And you should see the terrifying Great Dane that stops by my window. If he were to stand on his hind legs, which I expect the clod incapable of doing, he would be a head taller than my Sophie's papa, who was quite tall and fat as well. <laughs> Also, the lump seems to be terribly arrogant. I growled at him, but much he cared. He put out his tongue, dangled his huge ears, and stared at the window, the oaf. But can you suppose, ma chère, that my heart is indifferent to all the hopefuls? Oh, no. If only you could see one of my suitors jumping over the fence next door. His name is Treasure. Ah, ma chère, what a... Ah, fool! Devil! Rubbish! How much of our letters is she going to fill with such foolishness? I'm after people, not dogs. I want spiritual sustenance, and instead I have these inanities. Let's turn over a page and see whether it gets better. Sophie was sitting at the table sewing something. I was looking out the window because I am fond of watching passers-by, when suddenly the footman came in and announced someone. Show him in, cried Sophie, and rushed to embrace me. Oh, Maggi, Maggi, if only you knew who that is. A dark young man, a guard's officer, and his eyes are black with fire. And she ran off to her room. A minute later, a young officer with black side whiskers came in, walked to the mirror, smoothed his hair, then looked about the room. I growled and sat in my place. Sophie soon came in and greeted him gaily as I pretended to be busy looking out the window. However, I bent my head a little on one side and tried to hear what they were saying. Ah, my share the silliness of their conversation. They spoke about a lady who had mistaken one dance movement for another. Then about someone called Babav, who looked like a stork and almost fell over. Then about one called Ladinia, who thought she had blue eyes when they were really green, and so on and so on. Well, I thought, if you were to compare that young officer with my treasure, heavens, what a difference. Start with the officer has a flat face, quite bald except for his side whiskers, as though he had tied it up in a black handkerchief. Whereas Treasure's face is fine and delicate with a sweet white patch on the forehead. It's impossible to compare the officer's figure with Treasure's, and his eyes, his ways, his manners are all quite different. Oh, what a difference. I wonder what she finds in her officer. What on earth can she admire in him? Hmm. Yes. Here I tend to agree. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong. To um, back to um, just leave you with one of the strongest fears I have in life <laughs> is that when it's all over for me, wherever I go. It's going to be a long line waiting to get in. And I'm going to look at the fellow in front of me and I'm going to say, how long do you think we're going to have to wait here? And he's going to turn around and say, I'll be a Hollywood and Mellow Rock.
my name is Sally. Nobody ever asked me to go anywhere. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Sally, you've got E E O. I've got what? Something wrong with my breath, right? No! It's my underarms. I knew it. <laughs> no! Now, wait a minute. No! Listen to this nice man. Hi, Sally. I'm nine out of ten doctors. Sally, back here we have a diagram of your inner ear. Now, doing a hard day of active listening, <laughs> tiny particles accumulate in the hills and the credenzas of your inner ear. accumulate in the hills and the credenzas of your inner ear. Now, doing a hard day of active listening, <laughs> Tiny particles accumulate in the hills.
okay, she's hypnotized now. I'm going to talk to her. How old are you? Twelve. What's your name? Regan. I'm addressing myself to the person who's inside of Regan. You are also hypnotized, and when I ask you to speak, you must identify yourself. Who are you? This is Howard Cosell in possession of a small child. Are you in control of Regan? I certainly am. Look at her. She's wearing Fruit of the Loom underwear. Are you in there alone? No, Don Meredith and Frank Gifford are in here with me. They send for an exorcist. The exorcist arrives. The two of them face each other. They're ancient enemies. A fine day for an exorcism, isn't it, Muhammad Ali? Come on out of there, Cosell. You don't belong in there, old, dumb, stupid hat. Cosell, going where don't belong. Come on, I'll do the rope-a-dope. I'll do the Russian tank. Get you out of there, Cosell. There's a spray and deodorant for every part of the body, almost. How far are they gonna go with this? Who knows, this might be the next commercial you see. Hi, my name is Sally. Nobody ever asked me.
and some comedians are attractive. I can't stress how much you're missing if you're only listening to Cole Chapman. Hey, I'm attractive. Hooray. He said it. I'm not bragging. It's all right. Just, just repeating facts here. Uh, I thought the, I thought the more attractive dude was uh, Larry Dorsey in here, man. That was cool. So Jim already re- remarked on it, but him being like, "I'm going on a five-year vow of celibacy, even though I could get as much pussy if I needed to." You're like, "Okay." <laughs> I don't know if that's as honorable as it sounds anymore, but you know what? I goddamn it, I appreciate the gusto on that man. Uh, well, uh, where Gene goes? Gene's still here. He left. I want to talk to him about marble falling off of statues because I felt like if it if it was like the marble coming out, it wouldn't they wouldn't be going to like try to make a sexy woman be a dick, right? It'd just be like Michelangelo's David would just have a huge fucking dick, you know what I mean? Like it, he'd, that thing is so tiny, you'd be like he'd knock it out and then he'd be like, all right, David, what the fuck? What is this? You got an 18 inch dick, really? He's like, yeah, man, <laughs> just the way it came out, man. I'm just speaking to you that way. Like, all right, all right, David, we're gonna chisel this off, just make it a little more proportional so we don't feel bad. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Gable. DJ Jima is urinating. So we'll be right back. Um, But for now, what do y'all want to hear? Well, you know what I want to hear. Rock Marciano. So that's what we're going to play. He just came out with a new album called Rosebud's Revenge 2, The Bitter Dose. I really like this album. I think it's uh I think it's very important for the current times just in its originality and uh just dopeness. So this is uh Sax Fifth off Rosebud's Revenge to the Bitter Dose. <coughs> Check it. Marcin. For niggas that don't know, now you know. Uh. Moss. Moss. Check it. Marcin. Who you loving? Who you wanna be hugging? Who you wanna be with kissing, taking pictures in public? So I don't look nothing like that nigga uh, Bitch, I look like God Yeah, she probably let your posse know my flow cannot be copied I got a patent on it My wrist splash, you got platinum on it For that I think there's some grass in order 
say a nigga that came up, made enough to get a game up. We came and stepped on the yeah in the name of love. I'm a great above the blood, get your weight up on weight up behind keyboards, hate for West Bubble Fuck. Niggas hate for West Bubble Fuck. Pop a bottle on this red case Pop it Blowjobs for models We know where to take, take them there. My bitch hold a hammer Standing naked Butt ass My youngin' knock your head off For a pair of payers Facts It's basic Check it Check it Who you loving? Who you wanna be hugging? Who you wanna be with kissing Taking pictures in public One, two, one, two. All right. Back. Rock. Marciano. Yeah, this is how you go platinum. Chrome magnet. Rolling in my gold ass. Blow past him. Ask him. Cold smash him. Gag him. Roll classes. Close casting. Close asses. Get blasted. Sick bastards. Big asses. Gold lashes. Blasters. Wet trashes. Blasting. Below average. Trying to practice. Savage. Black Savage, Maverick, Califax, back faggot, ten gallon hat, horseback gallop, hit a Dallas, Dallas, hard like callus. Most y'all rappers toss my salad for all the real, hard to kill. Hard body bill, wheels run a quarter mill. Chillin' at the crib out for the hill. Falls from Brazil, trying to steal for a fill. Green, or a seal. Got more pill. Big bills on that horse bill. Horse model. Now that it's on, let the force pill. Horse pill. You catch a raw deal. You catch a raw deal. My shit is ringing like two for five. Or you can get your order supersized. Hop in the coop and drive. Guys, food knives. We came through and sobs. Overcome the Hard, rolling to something hard Keep the gun in my London fog Living high off the hog Tan shines off frauds You're all hitting the wrong chords Living discord So I throw these on the toy like I'm rich boy Some toy coming But now I'm off and running More stunning, niggas I'm sunning Fresh out the dungeon, bitch don't let the sun in We get blunted, bud 700 A onion, red hairs on it For that dope we dance like Fred Astaire on it Patent leather Air forces, yeah, it's gorgeous. Self-portraits of bosses at the office, banging young Kate Mosses. Resources, twin Porsches, all black like soy sauces. Pill quicker than Earl Boykins. Niggas ain't got too many choices, so I keep pearls like oysters and ride around in Rolls Royces. I hear voices. At the fortress, I held the bomb detonator like a joystick. Blow up a bitch and a boyfriend in the toy bins. Destroy him, ballpoint pens, enjoy shrimp. For all the real, hard to kill. Hard body bill, wheels running for the mill. Chillin' at the crib out in Forest Hills. Horse from Brazil, trying to steal chlorophyll. My aura still got more pill. Big bills on the floor spill. Now that it's on, let your force pill. Motherfucker, you catch a raw deal. You catch a raw deal. 
deal. The way they was talking. <laughs> listen to me. You know something, something that bothers me, man. What bothers you, nigga? Well, if you listen, I'm going to tell you, right? Now, I just can't get it in my head how a bitch can walk the street every night. I mean, even in the rain, you know? And take a chance on maybe getting robbed or sent to jail. Or maybe even getting her arm broke by some sadistic fool out the suburbs, right? Mm. And then she gets all that money and then she takes it and gives it to some dude. I mean, I just can't figure that shit out. Game is strong, baby. Well, I ain't talking about me. I'm talking to other cat. It's strong. Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Soul tapes every day, me and Freddie B. Been famous since 1983. Give me $10 and you straight get blessed. A rap all about you called the special request. Oakland, you know I go way back. Jakub nuts, Fox stains, and Cadillacs. When homeboys put Vogue's on any car with 6x9 smoking burner. Everybody got addicted to my dolphin beat. Whole town fucked around and started smoking deep. Every rap I ever made was about this town. I made seven whole albums with no James Brown And even though I love his music I just can't stand the way they used it all up And didn't pay the man And after two platinum albums You call me weak Cause I don't sell records in the East Now what's funky? I say pussy on the old hoe I guess y'all fools don't know Why some good rappers can't sell no tapes It's not the company's fault This shit sounds fake You wanna be in the trunk With the booming box While the young bitches ride on your job you can't do it like this, homie So just pass it And stop kissing them white folks' asses It's like you smoke a whole damn key You rap so fast, you keep leaving the beat I'm from the old school I love P-Funk But now rap music is all that they want So when I'm in my car, I play Clinton And when I'm on the stage, I start camping And when I hear your shit, I push EJ Then I throw it out the window with the rejects And when the hardcore rappers go soft I like to watch when they ass fall off Cause ain't nothing worth kicking like a sucky MC And any other rappers ever talk about me I don't stop rapping, that's all they can say And how I dog bitches every day But if you can't be a dog Yo, yo, yo Thank you to Bay Area Hip Hop for that one, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Professor Gable is going to join us in a minute. Uh, I'm Jima, and uh, I got my guest, Declan Fitzpatrick, in the house. Hi. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, good to have you. Special guest right here. Yeah. Sam says turn me up. <laughs> ten, turn turn Declan up. Oh, Hi. it's all the way. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, yes. Um, you know, there ain't no worries here, man. You can talk. You can yell if you want to. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay. All right. Word. Um. So, uh, you've been. Um. I wanted to have you here because uh, I know you. Um, I always have seen your artwork throughout the years, and um, I've always been really like proud and happy with what i've been seeing you know everything with the uh, tattoo man oh, now you. now uh what dr fart ah <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yes dr fart yeah dr <laughs> fart you know some real uh, american classic literature yeah but it is though it's awesome um so right, i'm gonna uh, at the beginning where we always talk about the the roots though so like what i don't know this is for me too you know i want to know like what uh 
how'd you start drawing like was it a class or was it a um well i was just like a little kid like i started drawing when i was like five or so yeah i had like a big like I had like the ultimate guide to X-Men. Uh, oh, the drawing, the like, not like, not like the how to draw X-Men. Just oh, like, really? here's like every, here's like a whole page about like the inside of Wolverine's body and like, oh, yeah. how to like, here's a random picture of shit. Right. But so I would just like trace over that shit and right. like give him my own costumes. Uh, and then from there I would like, I drew my own superheroes and shit <laughs> uh, yeah you'd like evolve from that from seeing yeah. what you're seeing for a while i just drew like really boxy dudes with terrible looking abs yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun. i feel like everybody when they start drawing and shit they just draw everybody with like fucking rock hard abs yeah, or something. I, <laughs> they're like I, I, they got the six pack bro, you know? <laughs> it was telling that I, when i was in elementary school like do you ever have to do like self-portraits yeah yeah like, here and there like yeah like with like pastels like yeah yeah, yeah, kids, yeah like don't know how to use yeah <laughs> i did like string you know like stringy <laughs> hair and like it was fucked up like i didn't know how to draw good in elementary school but i knew how to draw muscles so uh -huh. i gave my like i did like a portrait of myself uh -huh. and i would give myself like a really like muscular neck uh -huh. <laughs> 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 that was your that was your rock hard abs is like no nah, it's all about the muscular that's neck. how you make it look good is you make it look muscular yeah, <laughs> and veiny yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, how old was that when you're doing that fucking uh elementary elementary yeah, yeah i think yeah. i did a, i did i did a different veiny neck portrait regrade uh, <laughs> yeah. elementary school <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go you move on to the more muscular the the more lean the more you know you go through different phases i got glasses at some point i had, I had oh, okay. the glasses and the veiny neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you had to add a piece of yourself to everything course yeah, I had a yeah. Vibe on <laughs> yeah no that's cool i was always a terrible drawer um well, yeah. i couldn't draw for shit when i was young you know i still what? can't draw i think you no know, something else i haven't thought about until just now uh, what <laughs> i used to what, what do you ever get in, like do you ever play that game okay this i'm trying to phrase this in a way that won't make me sound like a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> no go ahead so it's like uh you just ever like i used to draw uh like evil machines of like like attacking children that i hated <laughs> oh dude as a kid everybody just draws like violent pictures yeah but it'd be like i had like a rivalry with another child oh really be like okay here's me this is me i'm driving the death machine and it's got like claws <laughs> oh, and like big, the other person big steamroller and then here's i'm not gonna say his name is <laughs> <laughs> that person is that person uh, oh shit it's like a stress reliever almost probably dude. yeah but I, it was more it was yeah i'm not i wasn't healthy because i was doing it like in front i'm like doing it to like two feet away from him like oh. <laughs> <laughs> making sure he hears and shit yeah, yeah I'm like here, here's me like muttering to myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's better than like what dick pics in the lunchbox you know super bad shit like <laughs> with a fucking yeah. lunchbox full of hand-drawn dicks yeah i wasn't a dick child no, yeah you weren't a dick child you were just a, a violent, average normal violent machine child yeah you know <laughs> violent picture child because yeah. you know everybody would just draw and then they'd be like uh, you know yeah, i still do that that's like yeah that's helpful to do yeah yeah does. if you're drawing fast i feel like also like something else it's fun like I, if 
I don't know if it's just me, but like if I'm trying to like get an expression that I'm trying to draw, yeah. I'll like make the face like but like Oh uh, yeah, make it yourself <laughs> and you can feel it on you. Yeah, but like, oh. <laughs> but, like just, I imagine you're supposed to like if you're like a professional you like look in a mirror or something. Oh uh, like, so uh, yeah. Like, oh I got reference. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you're just like into it, like you're like into it and yeah. you're like two two inches away from the paper and like and then he goes like bah and you're like making like a crazy Yeah, crazy <laughs> face while doing it. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> make you look a little crazy but that's cool that's a different perspective to it you feel it on your own face yeah so you can kind of see through the image of your fucking eyes you i don't start know making hands into faces everything becomes a face eventually yeah right <laughs> i don't know how to draw i only know how to draw faces that's that's if i that's most of my thing. yeah that's me i can't draw a bar I, like every anything from the neck down i can't do you know I mean? yeah but uh so okay so you started with the x-men uh i got got batman eventually you got batman okay so so did you actually read those comics though like was it reading comics that actually got you into that shit because i know you're you like you know a lot about comics honestly like my i just got those big like ultimate guides so like and they were like big like had like huge glossaries of like all the comics so i never really i didn't really buy Uh. individual comics ever Uh i watched a lot of like the like batman cartoons right and like cartoons right but like i had those ultimate guidebooks and it would just have like a bunch of esoteric facts like one time like hulk Uh, punched the rhino so hard that he like fell into jupiter or something yeah (laughs) like nothing that you ever saw in a comic or anything it's just like facts that like of that world so i have a bunch of unrelated facts that i know uh-huh. oh, okay. <laughs> so so you got all those from the books because i know you'd be busting them out sometimes oh it's obnoxious yeah <laughs> <laughs> no nah, it's cool i learned shit learn the more you know yeah yeah it's all cool. right well that's cool um <laughs> all right so you went from that and then uh so like i don't know you drew i mean you went to uh we went to the same high school soda yeah you know you were in visual um yeah. how did so i always have a um people ask me how I feel about like theater now and all that. And they're like, Oh, do you still do theater? And it's like, it's different. Cause it's like, it, it's not like it, it discouraged me. It's more like, I just learned so much about it that I almost didn't want to do it anymore. You know? So like, how do you feel the whole, you know, doing visual every day, like practicing your craft in a, in that school environment affected you, you know? Uh, it, it made me f- feel like I'm well, I have no free will because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they tell you what to draw or something yeah and like I well, I mean they made it, I I kind of fixed my like ego to the fact that like oh man I'm like finishing all my artwork right. I'm not doing, uh, I'm not doing drugs in high school because uh, I'm it, doing artwork <laughs> <laughs> I don't got friends in high school because I'm doing artwork right. <laughs> with the art well yeah but that I mean shit it's not a bad reason though you know? yeah but it's but it, it I don't know I, yeah. I, I like I did learn a lot like I learned like I think uh, like I don't know how I don't know if this applies to like theater as well but I think most of what that shit gave me was just like time to practice and right. like like a, like the art teacher was very like a old lady who was very mean right. <laughs> not even like mean just like very blunt and would make right. it start over like immediately oh <laughs> really shit. oh Speaking yeah of blunt can you hear me yeah in the yeah. headphones yeah. all right yeah. um 
Now, I apologize for my yeah, tardiness. Professor Gable's back in the game now. Uh, I was eating noodles outside. But, uh, Declan. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, um... <laughs> you have very deep art. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you wouldn't say that, but I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like you, like your art definitely, like, you can tell, like, the reason why it's excellent is because. Sorry, I keep laughing at you complimenting. It's because, um, <laughs> it's okay. It's because, like, you know, like, to me, the reason why any art is good is because it takes, like, kind of, like, either, like, pain or like motivation like yeah. to make it so like once uh would you say uh it's either of those or both for you 